Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, The Power of a Praying Church, in the sermon series, Simple Church. We're glad you're here. Facebook, amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 12, and we'll start reading around verse number 5. That's Acts chapter 12. 12, and we'll start reading around verse <coughs> number 5. Long passages of scripture for reading today, uh, but I need you to get the full understanding of what's going on here in the text. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. We are continuing um, all year long uh, with this theme of the year being a simple church. Uh, we want to be a simple church, nothing extraordinary, nothing extravagant. We just want to be a simple church. We want to focus on prayer preaching, which is the word of God, practicing our faith and all people. All right. And so today we want to look at this prayer portion of the church. We want to see in the Bible what the Bible says and shows us how a praying church operates. Acts chapter five, chapter 12, verse five. Sorry about that. And the Bible reads, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I think I'm going to stop right there. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I want to preach from the topic today, the power of a praying church, the power of a praying church. Please, in your private Bible reading, read the rest of this chapter, Acts chapter 12. Peter is in prison, but the church is in prayer. The power of a praying, a praying church. <coughs> October 2016, I became the pastor of this wonderful church. And as I was transitioning here as the pastor of Mount Zion, I was also writing my dissertation on pastoral transition. In my study and my experience, I recommend to other pastors never make changes during the first year of being the pastor of a church. One, you don't know the people and the people don't know you. You don't know the history behind things, so don't come in and try to change anything until you get a full understanding of what was going on. And when I came here, my goal was to attempt to know the church, know the members, and get to know the community. I didn't change anything, but one thing I did I implemented immediately uh, the morning motivational prayer line. Immediately after coming, I didn't change anything, but I implemented the morning motivational prayer line. I was excited because initially it was at least 90 to 110 people who would join the prayer line Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings at 7 a.m. just to gather for prayer. However, today it's about 36 to 45 people who call in each time and we pray, but, but I'm thankful for this committed group of people uh, to this prayer line. Over the years, those who call in have developed a relationship with each other. Sandra Strickland has never met anyone in this church personally, and she lives in Virginia, but she's a vital part of our prayer line ministry. 
We know each time Mother Henderson, she's asking for prayer for her son, Stephen, and for Joe Horn. We, we, we know uh, Sister Bev Johnson always has at the forefront of her prayer request the children of our church and the children of our community. We know Sister Andrea Davis consistently asks for prayers for the Black History Educational Conference all year long. We know Minister Pam, uh, she's going to give us the supernatural prayer expecting list. Dr. Ward's faith and fasting for funding on Fridays. Sister Shirley Booker's prayer list. Angie Hicks' prayer for her leadership in MMSD. And Mother Joyce. <clears throat> we will get uh, a prayer list for everything and everybody. And we will get a report of what's been going on on the news. So if you don't watch the news, join in on the prayer line, amen, <laughs> and you'll discover everything that is going on. And, and, and I've noticed something that after I've given my biblical exposition or my devotional for the morning, after I have prayed and, and taken everyone back off of mute, uh, Mother Joyce will jump back on, Pastor Allen, Pastor Allen, and she will ask me a question or she will just say, go, pack, go. And I've noticed no one hangs up until after Mother Joyce's secondary question. I wish I had a witness here. And thankful, I'm thankful for everyone who joins this prayer line. I'm thankful for those who get on and may have never asked for prayer for anything. This prayer line has developed its own community. We have prayed and God had answered our prayers. Jobs have been received, homes have been purchased, the sick have been healed, the bereaved have been comforted, and lives have been changed because of this prayer line. This prayer line consists of a group of people not in the same room, some at work, some in their bedrooms or in their vehicles gathering together on the phone in order to get the attention of God to move on behalf of his people. I pray we all have a strong private prayer life, but thank God for the ability to join with other believers in corporate prayer at least three times a week, soliciting the help of God in our affairs of this life. Last year, my mother was sick with COVID and she was in the hospital and it seems as if my world was turned upside down. Day after day, I will still receive calls from church members about their family members, text messages of bad news. And one morning, just before the prayer line, about 6.50, I received a text message that someone else had died. I called the prayer line, and all I can do was cry. No words would come from my mouth, and all I can do was just cry because of the heaviness of the things that were going on with me and around me. But thank God for Minister Harris who sensed the heaviness of my spirit and she intervened and prayed for me on the spot. So when I couldn't get a pray out for myself, thank God it was somebody else. Help us today, God, who was able to call my name in prayer. There is just something great about being united with other Christians in prayer and asking God to move in a mighty way. And such is the case in the text today. My brothers and sisters, Peter is in prison, but the church is in prayer. <clears throat> and I believe one of the most essential attributes of a simple church is a praying church. 
because we understand that we serve an omnipotent God. God is all-powerful, meaning no prayer is beyond the ability of God. Luke 1 and 37 suggests, for nothing is impossible with God. If that's not a good reason to pray, I don't know what is. He is not only able to do all things, but thanks be to God, he's willing to do all things because you can go and find someone who is able and not willing. I wish I had a witness here. You may be able to give me a hundred dollars, but you're not willing to give me a hundred dollars. You may be able to give me a ride to the grocery store, but you may not be willing. But thanks be to God, we serve a creator who is able to bless us, but he's also willing to give us what we ask. That's why the Bible says, acts in this shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. God is omnipotent. He has all power to do all things, but he's also willing to do what we need him to do. God has the power. No matter the situation, the sickness, or the strain, God, he has the power. And I heard someone ask the question, if you're going to pray, why worry? And if you're going to worry, why pray? I wish I had a witness because prayer says, God, I believe you can do it even though I don't know how you're going to do it. I wish I had some help. God, I believe you can heal my body, but I don't know how you're going to heal my body. I believe you're going to save my children child, but I don't know how you're going to save my child. We serve a God who is all powerful and prayer testifies to God that we trust him to do what's necessary to pull us out whatever we may be in. King King Herod, he, he, he is on a rampage. He's killing Christians who profess their faith that Jesus was the Christ and the Messiah and the ruler of the world. Herod was a ruthless and brutal king who wanted the approval of the Jews. James, the brother of John, was one of the leaders of the church who became the first disciple to be martyred for the sake of Christianity at the hands of Herod. And due to the death of James, Herod, he attempts to kill Peter, takes Peter, throws him in jail, binds him with chains with two guards. He places also two guards on the outside of the cell. And the text says Peter is in prison, but the church was in constant prayer. So the question today is, what should we learn about this praying church? What should we learn about this praying church? One, they were faithful prayers. They were faithful prayers. <clears throat> this was not the first time they had to pray. I wish I had a witness here. This was not the first time where they were committing themselves to this devotion of Prayer. Peter has been arrested and he is in maximum security and without receiving the command to pray, this faithful church began to pray for their leader. Yes, sir, the church was not trying to find a lawyer for Peter. They were not taking up an offering to get bail money for Peter. They were not trying to praise their way through, but they knew what they were in, <clears throat> that they knew they were in a 
situation in which only prayer could set him free. They was not trying to plead with King Herod, but they were pleading with the king of kings. Y'all not going to feel me. They were not trying to talk to, king, to the king on this earth, but they were talking to the king over all of the universe. And I heard one preacher say, what prayer can't do can't be done. And this church understood prayer could go where they could go. Prayer could handle what they couldn't hold. And what they were unable to do, they understood there was power in prayer. They came together to pray. And our brothers and sisters, now is not the time for the church to stop praying. Yeah, when the world is turning upside down, when families are being destroyed, when churches are closing their doors each and every day, when pastors are leaving the ministry, now is not the time for the church to stop praying. When this disease is continuing to disrupt and cause pain, when trouble is in our schools and our kids and our children are trying to find ways to make it in this world. Now is not the time for the church to stop uh, praying. When racism continues, that we have people that celebrate what happened last year on January 6th when they tried the insurrection and take over the state capital of the U.S. Now is not the time for the church to stop praying when they are attacking our school board superintendent because he's making a choice for the safety of our kids and not the fulfillment of others. Now is not the time for the church to stop praying when we live in an area that continue to push us down rather than lift us up. Now is not the time for the church to stop praying. We must be faithful prayers. There is power in numbers. I wish I had a witness in there. That there's power in numbers because the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there will I be in the midst. I know you're saying pastor, we're not with you in the building, but thanks be the God you're with me in spirit. I wish I had a witness. You may not be in the same physical location, but spiritually we're connected and we're on one accord. And since we're all connected on one accord, and you may be in your living room, but the Spirit of God is there. You may be in your car, but the Spirit of God is there. You may be in the grocery store, the Spirit of God is there. Wherever you are, God is now transforming that place into a sanctuary where we give God praise and we pray unto his name. There's power in numbers. When the church comes together and pray, God has to honor his word. When the church comes together and lift up the name of Jesus, God has to honor his word. For the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. But it takes the church coming together and prayer. <clears throat> Prayer permits us dialogue with divinity. Prayer connects us with the creator. Prayer hooks us up with the holy one and the healer. And someone said, Jesus is on the main line. Just call him up and tell him 
what you want. His line is never busy. Just call him up and tell him what you want. But, oh, what peace. We often forfeit. Yeah. Oh, oh, what needless pain we often bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We see faithful prayers. Then we see this church, they were focused while praying. They were focused while praying. If all of us, to be honest, sometimes in our prayers, we can get distracted. Sometimes we, we wait until it's a late hour to pray. And so say, I'm not going to get on my knees. I'm just going to stay in the bed and I'm going to pray. And while you're praying, uh, somehow you wake up and it's morning time. I wish I had a witness. So in the midst of your prayer at night, you wake up and just say amen. I wish I had I wish I had a witness here. We, 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 we can be easily distracted even while we're praying unto God. While the church was praying, Peter was sleeping. And I wondered, Richard, I wondered what gave Peter this level of comfort? Was it his faith in believing that God was able to deliver him? Because in chapter 5, the apostles were arrested for preaching the gospel, thrown in prison. But the angel of the Lord came and let them out, and they went back to the sanctuary and preached again. What, what, what gave him this level of comfort? Was it past performances of God that caused this level of comfort to allow Peter to sleep on the night of his execution? Was it because Peter is the only other human we know who walked on water with Jesus and understood that God had the power to do anything? What, what Was it the day of Pentecost when they were filled with the Holy Spirit that caused them to speak in other languages? Or was it just Peter was at peace because he knew the church would be in prayer? What was it? Was it, was it that P Peter is sleeping but the church is praying? While they were praying, God sends an angel to rescue Peter. The angel illuminates the dungeon, the cell in which Peter is in, and he, he, he gets to Peter. He strikes him because Peter is sleeping so good, he had to push him. I wish I had a witness. P P Peter was in this ultimate rim sleep. I wish I... He, he's knocked out. The angel turn, turns the light on. Peter does not wake up, so the angel had to go and shove or strike Peter to wake him up. The angel tells him, hey, Peter, get yourself together. <clears throat> Put your clothes on, tie your sandals, and let's get out of here. It, it wasn't until Peter and the angel were out of the prison down the road that he fully woke up. And when he woke up, he testified to the miracle that had just happened. Only the Lord could do this. He must have sent an angel. I wish I had a witness. Have you ever been there before where you knew what got you out of what you were in? It was nobody but the Lord. I wish I had that. No, no, mama couldn't do this. This was the Lord. Daddy couldn't do this. This was the Lord. Nobody but the Lord was able to bring me out of this. I didn't see how I was going to come out. Matter of fact, I didn't see the way I was going to come out. All I know when I got out, I realized it was was nobody but the Lord. And after all of this, after all of this had happened, Peter being escaped, Peter is a free man. However, the church 
was unaware of Peter being free, but they were still focused on praying for his freedom. This church proves to us that we may not see God at work, but it does not mean God is not working. I wish I had a witness. We, we may not see the process, but we can appreciate the product. Ah, yeah, 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 yes, sir. We, 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 we trust the, the, the process. I wish I had a witness. And we keep praying until God answer our prayers. Can I tell you that again? I, I dare you just type that in the chat area now, wherever you're watching from. Trust the process. You, 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 you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how things are going to turn out. All you need to know, I'm going to trust the process and keep on praying. When you go to restaurants and you sit down and you order your food, all we, we have in front of us is a menu. And sometimes there are no pictures or no description of the meal. We order our food and seldom or uh, do we ever get a chance to meet the cook. We trust that the waitress or waiter that takes our order takes it correctly to the shelf to make what we asked for. Help me today. And while we wait for our food to be prepared, we sit, we drink our water or whatever beverage we may have, eat our bread until our food comes to our table. We don't leave the table. We don't go into the kitchen and say, hey, cook, I need you to do this or that. We wait until what we ask for is delivered. I wish I had a witness here. This is the process of prayer. We give our request in prayer to the Holy Spirit who takes what we request to God. And in Romans, the Bible says what we know not to pray for, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us uh, and tells God what we need, uh, adds it to the list, and God begins to work on our request. And though we cannot see God at work uh, is God still working on what we need we just need to sit still uh, and wait uh, until what we ask for comes to the table and I don't know about you when I go out to a restaurant I don't like waiting long so what I'll do I'll keep asking the waiter is my food on the way <laughs> I wish I had a witness here that you've learned uh, that in life when your prayer has not come to pass you better learn how to go to God and ask is my blessing still on the way? Is my deliverance still on the way? Is my help still on the way? Is my healing still on the way? I'm waiting, but God, I need to know, are you still working on my need? <coughs> so we see this. <coughs> that organ sound good. Amen. <coughs> we, 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 we see this church. They're faithful, they're focused, but then because of their faithfulness and their focus, we see the fulfillment of their prayers. We see the fulfillment of their prayers. Peter is a free man. Instead of going into hiding, Peter went to where the church was praying. Peter wanted to show them proof that God still answered prayers. I like this, too, because the Bible does not say Peter went to the synagogue, but he goes to a house. 
He, he does not go to the church physical building. He goes to the church, the people of God. Which lets me know that I can get a prayer through if I'm in the sanctuary or if I'm in my house. I wish I had a witness here. I, I, I can get a prayer through and, and the saints, we can gather for prayer, not just in the temple, but also wherever we may be. Prayer still works. The end of, at the end of Peter, he came to show evidence that what you've been praying for, <coughs> God is able to answer it. He gave them evidence of their prayers. At the end of each year, I attempt to meet with all of the leaders of the church, and I attempt to pray with our leaders. This year, I did something. I, I often ask them, what can I pray for? And this year, I, 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 I recorded the prayer requests. I, I, I kept them on my computer. So when we come back at the end of this year, <clears throat> I wish I had a witness, we'll have proof that what you prayed for a year ago, I wish I had a witness, what, what you was desiring a year ago, God has the ability to answer your prayers and it will give us evidence that prayer still works. Is there anybody here that you wrote some stuff out years ago? I wish I had a witness that you put on your goal list years ago, your prayer list years ago, and it was not until the appointed time where God brought to pass the fulfillment of your prayers. And I'm here to tell you, don't stop praying just because God does not answer your prayer within 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Peter, he, <clears throat> he stands at the door knocking as the physical evidence that God will fulfill your prayers. A young woman named Rhoda was sent to the door uh, by the praying church to see who was interrupting their prayers. Uh, Peter urged this girl at the gate to say, hey, it's me, Rhoda. <clears throat> I'm free. But, but she was so amazed at recognizing Peter's voice that she failed to open the gate. She just ran back in the house and said, hey, y'all, <clears throat> what we're praying for is at the door. They, 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 they didn't believe her. They said, look, girl, you must be beside yourself. And, and the use of this word beside in the Greek, it means, girl, you've then lost touch with reality. And can I tell you something? That that's the supernatural power of God. That he does things that, that are beyond our mental ability to comprehend who he is. I wish I had a witness. And, and so when we pray for things that, that, that seem impossible and God answer what we prayed for, people may tell you you're besides yourself. I wish I had a witness that on my prayer list now that God would give us $10 million to build this building then when we go in we'll be debt free somebody may look at me and say you're beside yourself somebody now you may have cancer that the doctors have given up but you're still praying they may look at you and tell you you're beside yourself somebody may have a child that's been in and out of jail all of their lives strung out on drugs but you're still praying that God would deliver them and they may be telling you you're beside yourself no, I'm not beside myself. I have not lost sense of reality, but I'm leaning on the everlasting arm of God. 
Rhoda. Rhoda. She goes, she says, it's Peter at the door. They say, you beside yourself. And she continues to say, no, nah, it's Peter at the door. Then they say, oh, yeah, it may be Peter, but uh, it's his angel, <laughs> which means what the king set out to do, he has done. He has killed Peter. And now Peter's angel has shown up at the door. They, but, but Rhoda said, no, this is Peter. And too often, too often, my brothers and sisters, we pray and ask for things, but we don't believe God can answer I wish I had a witness. We, we, we pray and ask for deliverance, but we really don't believe God is able. There's a story of a church down in the country full of farmers, and, and they had been through a famine, no rain for many days and months. But the church said, hey, we're going to come together on this night, and we're going to pray God send the rain. And while they was on their way walking uh, outside to this tent revival, and while they're walking outside, an old mother came with an umbrella. She's walking with an umbrella to the prayer meeting. And while she's walking with an umbrella to the prayer meeting, some of the other saints look at her and say, Oh, lady, you must be crazy. You must be beside yourself. Because it has not rained in months, and you're walking around with an umbrella. The, the old lady looked at him and said, Well, y'all did say we're coming to a prayer meeting to pray for rain. And I just want to be prepared when God send the rain. Is there anybody here got a little crazy faith like that? That you don't know how God's going to do it, but you're going to prepare yourself. When God bless me, I want to be ready. I wish I had a witness here. When, when God, I've been praying for a husband, but but I haven't received one yet, but I'm going to prepare myself for it. I, I, I've been preparing for a promotion on the job, and I'm not going to act like low level but I'm going to start working like I'm at the higher level now. God has something prepared for me, and I'm going to pray that he give it to me, but I'm going to be prepared when it shows up. <coughs> Here it is. I'm finished. They are in there discussing. Is it Peter? <clears throat> is it an angel? But the Bible says Peter just kept on knocking. They, they, they don't know what's going on. They're praying for Peter to be free. Peter gets free, comes to the door, knocks on the door. <clears throat> and when he gets to the place in which they're praying, John Mark's house, they fail to let him in because they don't believe God has answered their prayer. I wish I had a witness him. But Peter, they finally let him in. And when Peter gets in the room, <clears throat> Peter began to testify. The Bible says he begins to tell them how he got free. <clears throat> he began to tell them how God had answered their prayers. He said, I, I witnessed uh, James die. Saw how they executed him and cut his head off. <clears throat> and before I got away, uh, they arrested me also. When they arrested me, they put me down in a dungeon, put me in a cell. They, they chained my feet to the ground, and then they chained me to two other guards. Then they put two guards on the outside of the cell. <clears throat> then two more guards on the entrance to the jail. I was in maximum security. No one <clears throat> should have been able to come into this place and get me out. 
but, but, but I, I had a feeling that y'all was praying for me. Can I use my spiritual imagination? I, I had a feeling that you all were praying for me. So, so, so instead of me being up all night long, <clears throat> knowing that in the morning I'll be executed, I just went to sleep and trusted in the prayers. I wish I had a witness. And, and, and while I was sleeping, I feel real good right now. While I closed my eyes, yes, sir, while I, I, I slumbered all night long, I remember the words of the psalmist that testified that God, he never slumbers nor sleep. And since God is always awake, there's no reason for me to be up all night long if God is the one who has the power to deliver if God is the one who has the power to bring me out I don't have to worry I'm gonna just go to sleep and while I was asleep I thought I was in a dream because somebody came in the room and they pushed me real hard and when I woke up, the room was illuminated. It was light all around. And the chains that was on my feet, they were gone. The chains that was on my hands, they were gone. I was in that jail cell. And then the angel told me, put your clothes on. Put your shoes on. And let's get up out of here. It may be someone watching this service today. I want to tell you, get yourself together and let's get up out of here. Put your clothes on. Put your shoes on. I can't stay here any longer. I got to get up out of here. Peter testified. I thought I was in a dream because while we was walking down the road, the gate to the city, it opened by itself. And these gates were heavy gates. They were fortifying gates. They were strong gates but when we got to the gate the gate opened by itself and when we went through the gate closed I want to thank God for some gates he's open but I also want to thank him for some gates he's closed he closed some things that would have held me bound closed some doors prevented me from going back closed some doors uh, that were shut in my face uh, but Peter testified uh, as we was walking down the road uh, it was in that moment uh, when I woke up from my trance uh, and I looked around uh, the angel was gone uh, but I knew right then uh, it was nobody but the Lord, God has sent the angel to set me free. While you were praying, God was at work. While you were praying, God was delivering. While you were praying, God was saving my life. While you were praying, God was setting me free. And somebody today, you could testify that 
that somebody <laughs> prayed for me <laughs> when I could have lost my mind, <laughs> when I wanted to throw in the towel, <laughs> when I wanted to give up, <laughs> when I was strung out, <laughs> when I was in the world, <laughs> when I didn't know my value. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.